Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. I'm Kate Walker. And I'm Colin Chisholm. Welcome to another edition of Streaming Wars. Today, we're taking a look back on 2020 and some of Colin's favorite TV shows from this year. So you compiled a list of your top 10. Let's dive into your top three. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, 10 would be a lot of shows to talk about. So, I mean, if you want to check the rest out, they're just down there uh, if you scroll down a little bit. But so my top three of the year, I mean, 2020 was a pretty, pretty intense year for a lot of people. But at least we had a lot of really good stuff to watch. Uh, I did include this list for you know film and TV shows, but with so much time on my hands, I, I kind of binged a lot of TV. Um, so let's just get right into it. So number three for 2020 for me was um, I May Destroy You, which is this incredible uh, miniseries slash sort of a TV series um, available on Crave with the HBO add-on. Um, it's starring and was written and created by Michaela Cole. It's uh, amazing. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about it. So the plot centers around this uh, young woman who is in London. She's a creative person, a writer, but she goes through a basically a sexual assault and she has to sort of unravel the clues because her, her uh, drink is spiked and she kind of has to figure out what on earth happened. And um, that alone makes it worthwhile, kind of this personal journey she's going through. But the show, in its brilliance, kind of goes into all the other little microaggressions that people go through, or the other ways that we violate each other and we don't even really notice, like how we break through these barriers that we build up. And it's just so effective, so good, very well acted, very well written. Um, I think we could definitely see this get some major awards uh, down the road for sure. Okay, so that was number three. Let's talk yes. about number two. So number two this year, uh, a total surprise for me, um, Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm usually not a big sort of like sports comedy fan. I'm not a big sports fan myself, but Ted Lasso was a huge surprise in a good way. Um, it stars Jason Sudeikis. He's this sort of fish out of water guy. He's a, a, a coach coach, sorry, <laughs> uh, who uh, came, comes from like the, the football world and is brought over to the UK in like the UK football, so soccer basically. And he has to try to um, rejuvenate this soccer team that's way down on its luck. Um, and there's a bit of self-sabotage going on there with the team, but what makes it such a delight to watch is just how... Um, optimistic Jason Sudeikis' character is how uh, how just fun and joyous it is. Uh, I, I every time I watch an episode, I just feel warm and fuzzy inside. Um, and I, I th the way I described it in an earlier column was it's sort of an antitoxin for toxic masculinity because the focus is just on how men, if they treat each other with respect and well, 
they can actually lift each other up, and it's such a refreshing kind of take on that genre. So I, I absolutely adored it. Okay, yeah. and let us know what came in at number one for you. Yeah, I did give this a lot of thought. I mean, there's a lot of great content this year uh, across all the streaming networks, but the one that I think really uh, captivated me the most was definitely The Queen's Gambit, which is on Netflix. Um, obviously, this has been a smash hit, sort of came out of nowhere, but this beautiful story about this young chess prodigy who sort of rises into the world of competitive chess and deals with addiction and trauma, uh, it just, it, it hits so many people. And uh, there's a reason. It's incredibly well-written, acted. The lead actress, um, Anya Taylor-Joy, is incredible in it. Um, it just, it's one of those rare moments where everything just sinks so perfectly into place. And I couldn't put it down. It's so bingeable. It's a mini-series, so it won't take you forever to finish it. It's just, it's just one of those perfect pieces of, of TV. Um, and, and what's, it is also, it's not part of a larger series or like a franchise or something like that. It's a standalone story based on a novel of the same name. And it's so just nice to see something like this do so well. Just a totally original kind of idea and it really just kind of came out of nowhere and blew me away and definitely my show of the year for sure. It's safe to say that this year streaming has been a much needed escape. We've been encouraged to stay in the house with the COVID-19 lockdowns. How have you seen streaming rise in terms of popularity? Uh, of course. I mean, with, with the lockdowns in place, people were kind of forced to stay at home. Uh, I found just personally in my own social circle, we, we sort of use social media as a way to keep in touch and still kind of have that water cooler conversation about, did you see the latest episode of Mandalorian? I can't believe Baby Yoda has a name now. That kind of stuff. And also one thing we did too, just to sort of keep those connections going, was we set up a weekly movie night where we would, you know, all gather on Netflix virtually and watch uh, one particular movie that one person maybe really liked and then we discuss it, kind of go through what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, and then that was so successful, we, we did a second one a week, a week where we would watch a classic Disney movie because we had Disney+. Plus. So I think people really gravitated to that. It was a nice comfort. It was a way to share an experience while still being apart. Um, and also, when you look at just the level of subscription numbers and just the popularity and the rise of, of uh, so many of the... Uh, you know, we saw some stumbles and failures, like Quibi is now no more. <laughs> Uh, as a result of the pandemic, but uh, we saw Disney Plus, we saw Netflix really just sort of explode in terms of popularity and sort of cultural reach. Mm -hmm. And of that list that you compiled of your top 10 favorite shows, not all of those are from 2020, right. but they are the ones that got you through the pandemic. Yes. So what was it that you were gravitated towards or what kind of themes did you see looking back on 2020? For sure. I think uh, if I had to pick themes that I, I noticed in terms of what I was kind of gravitated to this year, there's a couple of things. Like uh, further down the list, we have like The Handmaid's Tale and we have I May Destroy You, which, which deal with really important kind of feminist issues and things that deal with stuff like sexual assault and, um, you know, the patriarchy and, and, and things like that, that can be really harmful and, and destructive. And, and and looking at that through both a, a fictional lens, but in a way that really highlights the dangers there. And we also, you know, we're dealing with like, you know, the Donald Trump uh, election and Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. So a lot of that kind of came to a head this year. 
And I found that I was watching content that kind of reflected that and helped to sort of engage within that larger discussion, which was really important. And the shows themselves were absolutely incredible, which certainly didn't hurt. Um, another thing, too, just needing that escape a little bit. So watching shows like The Mandalorian, which is uh, further down the list, uh, further down this year than probably would have been last year, just because the plot was maybe a little um, predictable. But still nice to kind of escape into you know, outer space and adventure and that kind of thing. So it was nice to have that sort of way to get out of you know, the constant um, bad news every day, <laughs> new cases, you know. Um, so being able to sort of escape into this whole different world was definitely a big help for sure. All right, Colin, thank you so much for sharing your top 10 with us. Yeah, no, that was super fun. And again, if people wanted to maybe share the podcast with their friends or family, uh, make sure you subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. And uh, thanks so much for checking out the show, guys. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.